Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we wrap up everything here in Kansas City, we keep an eye on what's been happening in the markets today. As we look at the corn and soybeans uh, performance of the week, how is the soybean crush and soybean crush doing? And what about these corn exports looking like? We'll also take a look at what's happening to our neighbors to the south in South America and some exports as well for corn and soybeans. To get all the details today, we are talking with Jeff Peterson. He is with Heartland Farm partners and jeff let's first of all run down what are your thoughts on how the markets traded this week you know it's been an interesting week susan as we take a look at corn on the december contract you know it was down six and a half for the week but you know that was kind of the uh, down note uh, as we look out to the new crop the december 2022 contract actually was up five and three quarter cents for the week and as we move over to soybeans they actually did even better uh, january soybeans which would be the contract that all of your you know, bids for your nearby beans right now for your October, November, or November, December, and January bids for cash are based off was up 19, and the new crop, uh, November 22, was up 10 and a quarter. So it was good to see some green for the week outside of the, you know, the nearby corn. Having said that, um, ethanol margins, that's something folks have been talking about here at the convention as well, and what corn demand has been looking like for ethanol. Yeah, you know, the, the ethanol margins are really good, and it's been a long time. It's great to see that industry having some good margins, and there's some exciting things going on in that industry. You know, you take a look at what's going on with maybe ADM and GIVO on some, you know, transitioning to taking the ethanol, further refining it, and, and making it into, you know, your aviation fuel, and, and what's everybody's starting to get a little bit more feel of is how does ethanol, how does biofuels fit into this low carbon goal that the administration has but anyway as we look closer at the ethanol side you know this week ethanol um production was up 10.2 percent compared to a year ago and what we're most interested in looking at though is what's going on you know kind of year to date here and that'd be since september you know the production's up 7.4 percent and in the last report in the in the november WASDE report that came out they had corn use for ethanol up about 4.4 percent so what's indicating as we go forward if margins stay strong we will have to see an increase on the corn for ethanol side as we come into future WASDE reports Susan. What about the soybean crush numbers? How, how are they looking? You know, soybean crush, and, and I'm sure there's getting to be a lot of talk about that. With a little bit of tightness of lysine out there in different different areas, uh, you're seeing some very strong demand on the on the meal side. Um, we've had some very strong demand and high prices on the soybean oil side, which as a result has given us some very good crush margins. We've got enough soybeans currently, and that's given us some very strong basis levels out there as you go to the crushers. You know, this past week we had an update from NOPA, um, the North American Oil Seed Processing Association, and, and it's always a good gauge to kind of see how the crush demand is, and the number for the October crush came in right around 184 million bushels. Now, that was down 7 tenths of a percent compared to last year. Year-to-date, that put us down about 2.6%, and when I say year-to-date, that's crop year-to-date going back to September. Now, USDA is forecasting we're going to be up about 2.3%, and all indications that we have, Susan, would indicate that as we go down the road, we do think the crush will increase as we have soybeans available with the strong demand out there and strong crush margins. We actually think as we get further down the road, there's also going to need to be an increase in the soybean crush numbers in future WASDE reports. And that popularity, too, uh, of what we're seeing, especially when we look to countries like China that are doing expansions or trying to do expansions on their hogs, could mean some good possibilities. 
Yes, it sure could. The other thing that we, we heard, and I'm looking for confirmation coming out of South America, it does look like they're going to be increasing their amount of soybean oil, or, their, or to say this a better way, they're going to increase their blend of the biodiesel side into their fuel supply going forward down here, you know, upticking it to 13% first part of the year, 14% a little bit further into the year is some of the numbers that we're hearing. So, you know, some additional demand as, as we take a look on the soybean oil side. Well, let's look at the exports numbers. What are your thoughts on corn this week? You know, on the export side, it's, it's interesting, you know, for the week and these numbers would have came out on Thursday, 905 um, thousand metric tons. Um, that was within the range uh, traders kind of looking at for me, 100,000 to 1.4 million. The thing that keeps standing out for people on the corn side, though, is that when we look at our total commitment, so we look at what we've shipped and what we've got out there for outstanding sales, you know, it's down about 6% compared to where we would have been a year ago. But a few of the things that we actually are looking at um, in our mind, anyway, would indicate down the road we still think we'll be just fine on corn exports. As we dig a little deeper in the numbers, we say, okay, but how are you know the shipments going? And I'd come according to those weekly export inspections that come out every Monday. Year to date, we're down about 17.6 percent. Um, keep in mind, USDA has us down about 9.2 percent is where they have the exports. So when we look at, we're only down six. You know, we're doing better. We we actually think on the corn side, especially since that safrina corn crop was so short coming out of Brazil, we we really do think we'll have some opportunities to to actually not only meet USDA's um, export number, but we think it's possible to exceed that as we go down the road. So we're we're optimistic there that we can see some better export sales numbers showing up as we go down the road on corn, Susan. What about soybeans? Well, soybeans is the one that's that's interesting. Uh, soybeans down 32%, and and even when we look at the export inspections, those have been picking up uh, year to date, and that'd be since September 1st, we're down about 28.2%. Now, USDA does have exports down about 9.5%, but we're hopeful as we dig deeper into those numbers that we think China will show up as we come in down the road. There sure seems our pork production numbers are strong enough. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to look at the weather in South America and also what's been happening in the corn and bean when it comes to basis levels as we head down the road. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. For over 85 years, Fontenelle Hybrids has brought consistency to Nebraska farmers. Fontenelle dealer Dusty Mim near Sutton talks about the consistency he's seen on his own farm. We run a lot of checks with competitive products to make sure that that we're offering our customers the best product that we possibly can. And time and time again, Fontenelle has has come to the plate and hit base hit after base hit. For more, just contact your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer or look us up on the web, Fontenelle.com. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labels. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation today with Jeff Peterson. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. As we kind of follow back, let's go back around to what we're looking at on these export numbers for both corn and beans. You kind of wanted to dive in a little bit deeper there, Jeff. Yeah, I did. And because and one thing you hear about is, is you hear some discussion out there about, you know, just kind of the shipment pace. And, and I threw, threw out for you kind of how we're looking overall. 
um, in regard to taking the shipments and then also looking at the outstanding sales and also talked about just the inspections. But what some would look at is they'd say, okay, what's our pace of basically shipments and what does that mean in regard to how we're going to end up? And when you do that, then we'd call that a pace analysis. Starting first on soybeans, what it would suggest is that we're about 57 million bushels below target of hitting USDA numbers. A week ago, that had been about 56 million. So we'd say with our pace and where we're at, we're a little bit slower. But even having said that, I, I still think we're very much able to come in um, near USDA's numbers on the exports. I don't think we'll see too much of an adjustment there in, in futures reports. We think the demand is strong enough out of China. Um, but we have to also respect the fact that if that's going to happen, it is going to have to happen fast. Because believe it or not, some of the very first soybeans that will come off out of Moto Grosso will come off uh, first part or about middle December this year based on when their planning pace was. Now, we won't see the bulk of those shipments happening until February or into March, so we've got a window in here. But we are starting to see some offers coming out of South America, in particular out of Brazil, as we got it, get out into that February window that are 15 to 20 cents cheaper than what it is here in the U.S where we're offering out for exports and there's even some talk that maybe in the latter part of January there could be some cheaper offers. So we've got a narrow window. We think we do have some time in here where we still have enough time to get those exports off. As we move over to the corn side, the corn analysis is a, is a little bit strange. It would suggest based on the pace that we're on, we're off pace by about 139 million bushels of hitting USDA's corn export number. But honestly, the way we're looking at it, and as I mentioned earlier, because of the safrina corn crop, we still think we can meet or maybe even exceed on the corn side. So that would just go a little bit deeper into those export numbers, Susan. Well, I know there's been, there's been a lot of concern. You know, a week ago I was at U.S. Meat Export Federation's meeting, and they were talking a lot about just the shipment of grains and proteins from all different ports because of the backlogs. Do you see the market as we head towards the end of the year kind of watching that? Well, I, I think they definitely will watch that shipment page. You're exactly right. Now, what we've been fortunate on is you've heard all the backlogs of stuff coming in to the U.S. and what we've been fortunate with so far, you know, just based on where our weather's been and everything, actually the exports going out of the U.S., whether you're coming out of the Pacific Northwest, up into Washington and Oregon area, or you're coming out of the Gulf, you know, we're actually um, exports are flowing out freely, so we've got good, the infrastructure's handling all that well so far. So, so far, at least on the grain side, we're doing okay. All right, let's take a look at what's been happening in South America. Again, I've seen some pictures of these soybean crops, and, and they look amazing. Cause for any concern, or do we kind of hope, I hate to say it, but maybe a little weather hiccup? Well, that's the biggest thing is it seems like we always have some type of weather hiccup coming out of South America. And we have to keep in mind that we are sitting in the La Nina, so we're looking at a little bit cooler. You know, um, it'd be ocean surface or subsurface temperatures out there in the Pacific. And as a result of that, you know, that has a tendency to bring some dryness to southern Brazil and on into Argentina. So far, uh, northern Brazil has got off to a great start. The condition is good, and actually they got off to a quick planting pace. But southern Brazil, there's 15 to 20 percent that could use some more moisture. And then we move into Argentina, and Argentina had picked up some rain, but then about midweek, and it, actually the weather forecast for the rest of November took some of the rain out of the forecast and also warmed up the temperatures. And, you know, that kind of gave the market a little bit of a boost. Now, just because we're in the La Nina doesn't mean Argentina is going to 
have, you know, weather problems or be below trend on yield. As a matter of fact, our research would suggest that even in a La Nina, 20% of the time they could be at or above trend line yields. But beans are tight enough across the world that if there are some weather problems happening in Argentina, southern Brazil, that can be enough to give this market a little bit of a boost, Susan. But overall, the South America is off to a pretty good start so far. All right. What are we talking about when it comes to basis? You know, overall, as we dig in and look at whether you're at that uh, ethanol plant or on the crush facility, the export facility that's loading that radio, we're still friendly basis going forward. We have seen a little bit of weakening in basis kind of hit on some of the ethanol or uh, soybean crush facilities up there in that south central Minnesota area. We saw a little bit of a weakness in, in some of the crush plants in Nebraska, but that snapped back quickly. So we're, we're thinking we're going to see some stronger basis levels down the road yet. Well, interesting times as we head into a shortened holiday week next week. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? You bet. The best way to give me a, just give me a call at 402-366-4694. You can check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com. Click on the sign up now button and receive some of our free daily commentary by text or email or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. And that is today's Fontenelle final bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle final bell on the Rural Radio Network.